Hello, it's me, Ben Pavlo, host of the Raising Yourself Up podcast. And I wanted to take a minute to let you know that I have a new book that was just released. It's called The Young Adult Starter Kit, 12 Steps to Being a Better Person. It's available now on Amazon. And I also still have my Self-Help for At-Risk Teens book. So go ahead and please check them both out and enjoy the show. Hello, it's me, Ben Pavlo from the selfhelpcompany.com. Welcome to Raising Yourself Up, a show for young adults who can use some inspiration, motivation, and some informal education. Today's topic is going to be following up on the last episode where I talked about how to identify your ideal job, the type of job that will work for you based on your schedule and your interests. And so hopefully you've done some research between the last episode and this one, because today we're going to talk about how to fill out a job application. So hopefully you've identified a few places that work for you in regards to your interest and your schedule. And today we're going to talk about how to fill out an application. So before I get into the actual application and what you should put on it, I wanted to provide you with a few resources that are pretty popular when it comes to finding jobs. You can always just apply to specific jobs that you've identified in regards to what's close to you. And if you've identified a specific business or company that you think would work for you, but if you haven't been able to find a specific place, but you are looking for a job, there are a list of popular websites that will let you know what's available, who's hiring, what positions they're hiring for, and you can usually apply right on their website. So with that being said, I have no affiliation to these websites. These are just popular ones that I know off the top of my head. And if you just do a Google search for top employment websites, you'll find a list. But I'm just going to name a few here. And like I said, I'm not affiliating in any way. I just wanted to give you a few resources right off the bat so you can go maybe pause this show if you haven't identified any yet. Pause this episode and then go search around a little bit and find a few, and then come back and listen to the rest of the show where I'm going to actually tell you what information they're asking for and how to fill out the actual application. So you're aware of some of the questions going into it because you want to be prepared before you fill out an application. You don't want to just show up and be the person who walks into a store and says, are you hiring? Can I fill out an application? And then you just sit down right there in the store and start filling it out. And the reason why I say this is because there are going to be some questions on the application that you may not know the answers to off the top of your head. There's a reason why I'm suggesting that you go online first. Even if you know the store, even if it's a local business, I suggest going on their website first, printing the application and filling it out at home. So that way, first of all, you have all the information. You have a computer if you need to research certain things in regards to dates and stuff, because they're going to ask you for your previous employment. They're going to want to know dates and things of that nature that you may not know off the top of your head. There may be some other things that you may just be forgetting. There's also going to be a reference section for people's... um, who are going to vouch for you, which I'll talk about here in a minute. But the reason why I'm telling you this up front is because if you fill out the application at home, you won't be as much under pressure. You won't have people looking at you. You won't you know, be rushed at all. You'll be able to print real nicely, or you can even type in the answers on your computer. 
So you want to really fill out this application to the best of your ability. And that's what I want to try to prepare you for here with this episode. So you want to write clearly, print legibly, take your time, write slow. I'm going to go ahead and give you this short list of websites. So grab a pen and a piece of paper, write these down. That way you'll have these resources in case you haven't identified any local businesses or anywhere to apply yet. This will give you some additional help in locating who's hiring, identifying which positions they're hiring for, because that's going to be another question they're going to ask you on the application, which is what position are you applying for? You want to know going into it, what jobs they have available. If you just walk into a store and say, I want a job. And they might say, well, what kind of job? And you're like, I don't know. I don't care. Just whatever you have. It's not the best way to make a first impression. So what I'm trying to do here is just help you increase the odds of actually getting the job and not only a job, but a job you like and want. So doing a little more research at home before you just start walking into places will be beneficial for you. A lot of these places, you'll actually be able to fill the applications out online. The first website I want to tell you about is one that's really popular. It's been around for years. It's called Zip Recruiter, Z-I-P Recruiter.com. Another one that's really popular is called Indeed.com, I-N-D-E-E-D.com. And then there is also CareerBuilder.com. So CareerBuilder.com and Indeed.com, ZipRecruiter.com. Now be aware that some jobs may require you to have a resume. And I'm going to do another show on resumes, what they are, and how to fill them out in a separate episode. This episode tonight is how to fill out the application. So hopefully these resources will help you find places to apply to. And once you're able to apply, you can start filling out applications. And at the very top, they're going to ask you for your personal information. This is your full name, your legal name, not a nickname, not a shortened version of your name, but your your proper name full first and last name, middle name if you use one. The next line down is going to be your address. You want to make sure you give them a good address because they may mail you things and you want to make sure that you get them. So you want to make sure you're putting a good current address. If you're between houses, you want to put the address where you will get mail or be able to get access to the mail. The next line down is going to be your phone number. You want to make sure you give a good phone number, a phone number that they can call you on, that you will either answer the phone or get the message if they leave one. The next thing is an email address. You want to give them your best email address, one that you will definitely get the email. And if you apply for places, you want to check your spam folder and everything else to keep an eye out for these emails in case they send you something. So if you don't have an email address right now, for whatever reason, you can get one for free. You can get one from gmail.com or yahoo.com. So go ahead and get an email address. Make sure you have one of them. You want to have these things before you go to fill out an application. The next thing it's going to ask you is, are you legally eligible to work in this country? This is going to depend on where you live in the world. We have listeners of this show from all around the world. We're actually currently now being listened to in 41 countries. So welcome to all the listeners around the world. I can't speak specifically to every country, but here in the United States, they always ask if you are legally eligible to work in the United States. So I assume in other countries, they're going to also ask you the same question. 
Are you a veteran? It's a common question they ask on applications. What they're asking you is, are you a military veteran? So sometimes it won't say the word military. They'll just ask you, are you a veteran? So if you have served any amount of time in the military, regardless of which branch, you will put yes. If you've never been involved in any form of military, you're going to check off no. After that, are you willing to submit to a background check? If they ask you if you're willing to let them do a background check, that is a criminal background check. Sometimes it won't necessarily say the word criminal, but it it just says background check. What they're referring to is a criminal background check. This is where they want to check your criminal history to see if you've ever been arrested for any crimes at all. Some will actually ask you if you've ever been convicted of a felony specifically. So this question may vary a little bit depending on who you're applying to work for, but you always want to be honest. So if you've been convicted of a felony, you want to say yes. And if they ask that question, they'll often give you a blank box below it to say, if you checked yes, what was your conviction for? So you want to be honest here because if you want this job, you want to be honest because if they if you tell them up front that yes, this happened, then they might let you slide or they might question it and call you and say, hey, I see you said yes to this question. Can you explain what exactly happened? And then you can say, yeah, you know, I was young. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. It will never happen again. I've changed my life. Them days are over. And they might cut you a break. But if you lie and they find out, your chances are done. So you want to be able to say yes to letting them do a background check. Because I think, now, I don't know for sure, but if you say no, you don't want them to do a background check. That may automatically disqualify you depending on the company because most of them have a standard where they require it. So I would suggest saying yes to it. But if you have something that's really terrible and you don't want no one to check your background and you want to say no, that's up to you. But just know that if you say no, you're at risk of being disqualified right away, I would say. So now we're going to move to the next section of the application, which is generally which position are you applying for? Which position you're applying for is going to depend on what they have available. Because even though there could be 20 different positions, if they're only hiring for one or two, that's the one you want to put there. So this is why it's helpful to go on their website first and actually see what they're hiring for. Because if you know what they're hiring for, then you can put that down. And if they're hiring for multiple positions, pick the one that suits you the best and put that. Because if you put a position that they're not hiring for and they look at it and they say, oh, well, that's all he wants to do or that's all she wants to do, we don't have that available. We're just going to skip right over this. So I would suggest making sure that you know what they're hiring for before you write down whatever it is. The next question is going to be available start date. So this is going to be when do you want to start working? When are you available to start working? That's going to be totally dependent on your situation. But if you're ready to go right now and you're ready to start as soon as possible, that's what you should put ASAP. Or you can write in a specific date depending on, you know, you may want to start next week. So then whatever date is going to be for that day, that's what you would write in there. Desired pay is the next question they're going to ask. I was taught to write the word negotiable. That's what I was told, and that's what I've usually done, but that's going to be up to you. And the reason why I say it's up to you is because 
if you look on the website and you see what jobs available and they say what the rate of pay is, you can put a number that's similar to what they offer. But if they don't say what the rate of pay is, you might undercut yourself or you may say a number that's way too high and they don't pay that much. And they may also look at that and say, "Mm, no, we're not even going to consider this. So if you put, you want to make $10 an hour, but they normally pay $15 an hour for this position, they might hire you and pay you less than what they would normally pay because that's all you asked for. Then on the other flip side of that is if you write $20 an hour and they say, well, we only pay $15 an hour for this position, this person wants too much money, we're going to look past them. So I say write the word negotiable because that way you'll get a fair pay based on what the job pays. You're not undercutting yourself. You're not shooting yourself in the foot by asking for too much. You're kind of right there in the middle saying, I'm willing to work with you. And the next box along them lines is going to be employment desired. And they have generally a few check boxes, full-time, part-time, seasonal, or temporary. So as we talked about in the last episode, which one of them is going to work for you? Which suits you best? What amount of time do you have available to work? Are you looking for full-time? Are you looking for part-time or seasonal? Keep in mind what I told you in the last episode. Part-time jobs generally don't offer benefits. Full-time jobs often do offer benefits. Seasonal or temporary means you're only going to have this job for a short period of time. Could be one month, two months, maybe three months. But at the end of that time, you may be let go. So you want to know going into it what your schedule is and what you're looking for. Seasonal or temporary might work for you. If you're just looking to make a few extra dollars during the holiday season, seasonal might work. So this is why it's important to think these things out before you start to look for a job, because these are all the type of questions you can expect to see on an application if you've never filled one out. The next section of an application is generally your education section. This is where they ask you what school you went to, where the school was, how many years you attended this school. They'll ask, did you receive a degree of any kind? And they'll ask you what your major was. So if you're only in high school and you haven't graduated yet, you'll leave it blank for degree received. If you've graduated high school and you have a diploma, degree received would be your diploma. If you have received a GED, under degree received, you'll put GED under major. Now, in high school, you may not consider yourself to have a major. This may only apply to college. But if you did have a major in high school and say you worked in technology and your major was, say, computers or whatever, and you consider yourself having a major, write it down. Years attended. If you've been there for four years, that's four years. Whatever that is. Location. I'm assuming it just wants the main city or town. I don't think you need like a specific address, but the more information you give them, the better. So they can go ahead and check what you're putting and they can do, you know, due diligence to make sure that what you're saying is legit. Because if they check it and if they find out it's not true, then you're going to get disqualified. So if you say you've got a high school diploma, but you really don't and they check it, they're going to disqualify you for lying. So if you have a bachelor's or a master's, if you went to college You can put both. So the first line would be your high school with your degree for diploma. The second line would be your college education with your master's. The third line could be a different college with your bachelor's. 
all these lines, you can fill them all in if you want. But if you've only been to one high school, then just put one line. But the more education you have, the better. But just be honest. The next section below that is going to be your references. References are people who will vouch for you. That means people who, if this company calls them and says, do you know John or do you know Mary? They say yes. They might ask, what kind of person are they? Are they trustworthy? Are they honest? And in this case, it might also ask for a business or professional reference. So it might ask you for another a company reference or an old boss that they want to call to see what kind of an employee you were. So my suggestion is to put the most reputable person first and then go down the list from there. If they give you three or four boxes, try to give them as many as they have. But if you only know two or three, that's fine. Just put what it is. So it'll ask for their name, their title, their company, their phone number. They may ask you a few other questions about your relationship to this person. How do you know them? I would suggest putting somebody who will talk highly of you. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a counselor. Maybe it's a coach. Somebody that you have a relationship with that thinks good of you and will talk highly of you. My other suggestion is that if you're going to put someone's name as a reference, that you call that person after you apply and you tell them, hey, by the way, I used you as a reference on a job application for company XYZ. So in case they call, you'll know why. Now, you may want to do this before you use them as a reference. You might want to call somebody and say, I need some references for a job. Are you okay with me using your name? What title do you want me to put? You know, what company do you work for? What's your good phone number that you want me to give them? And that way, when the person gets a phone call from a company saying, do you know John or Joe or Mary? They'll know exactly why they're calling, who they are, and they'll be prepared. The last section is generally your employment history. This is going to be any jobs that you've worked prior. And if you've had a whole bunch of jobs, I suggest starting with the ones that are most relevant to the one you're applying for. So if you're applying for a food service job and you've worked in other restaurants, I would put other restaurants before you would put like a landscaping company or you know something that's not relevant. It shows you have a little bit more experience. Now, some of them may ask you to put them in order as far as most recent. And in that case, unless you had gotten fired or had a really, really bad experience, put your most recent. You'll want your employer name, your title. That's whatever your position was at the other company. The dates you started, the dates that you stopped working. So they want to know how long you worked there. They might also ask how much money you made while you worked there. They'll often ask how much you started at, and then they'll have another box asking how much you were making when you left. They'll want the address, the full address, city, state, and zip code. So that's, again, something that you may not know off the top of your head. So if you do this stuff at home, you can Google it or you could search and you can have it because you want to fill these applications out to the best of your ability fully and completely You don't want to leave things blank just because you're unprepared for the questions. This is why I'm giving you an idea of what to look out for. So you can also just go online and find an application for any business just to look it over to see what kind of questions they ask. If me just telling it to you doesn't paint a good enough picture. If I have a video for something, I will let you know about it. 
This particular episode doesn't have a video right now, but if I make one in the future, I'll let you know. So as far as employment history, fill out as much as you can. Be prepared with the information given much about each job as you have. And then at the bottom, you're just going to print your name, you're going to sign it, and you're going to put the date. Hopefully this will be helpful for you. Go ahead and put out applications to as many jobs as you think work for you. And then when this call start coming in, you'll start scheduling interviews. And I'll probably do another episode on interviews as well. I'll try to do an episode on how to prepare yourself for an interview. Some of these things I've talked about in my book, Self-Help for At-Risk Teens. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the book, you may want to go ahead and get yourself a copy of that. And in the meantime, I'll try to do an episode on this show for each step of this employment process to help prepare you and guide you along the way. So maybe I'll do resume and we'll do interview over the next two. All right. Make sure you're subscribed and you'll be alerted and notified as soon as the next episode is released. Thank you for your time. I wish you the best of luck. Go ahead and put out at least five applications so that way you can hopefully get interviewed by three and get one job. That will be my suggestion is to put out at least five applications. Hopefully that will result in three interviews and then hopefully then you'll have a choice between the three or get offered at least one or two and then maybe you'll have choices. But you don't just want to put one application out and just sit there and hope and pray. You want to put out a few so you have multiple hooks in the water. You know, it's like fishing. The more hooks you have out, the better chance you are catching a fish. So the more job applications you have out there, the better chance you have of getting a job. My suggestion is don't sit back and wait. Be active, be aggressive. And then if you have calls coming in like crazy and everyone wants to hire you, you'll have choices and you'll be able to pick which one you like best. All right, so hopefully this was helpful. I look forward to your results. If you ever have any questions, please send me an email, ben at theselfhelpcompany.com. I look forward to helping you any way I can. Thank you and have a great day.